Venus is classically black podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Hey y'all. Hey Patreon. Hey Patreon. Y'all in my house today. Deep in my house because I'm looking busted. I'm not even in my regular setup. You know what? But it, we move. Y'all, like we said, I don't know if we said that on the show or whatever, but it was like, y'all be with us. Y'all been with us every week for almost five years. Like, y'all seen it all and heard it all. Right. So, heard it all. Like, that's so intimate, though. Like, y'all rock with us for real. You love us. Oh, you love us. Like, <laughs> I was talking to, um, like, if, if the read has a really messy listener letter, like, I'll bring it to my friends and we'll just like talk about it because they're not gonna listen to it it's annoying and um my friend Shane was like you still listen to that I was like people listen to podcasts some people are loyal no yeah (laughs) um he he was like you can listen to that for a minute because like when we he came to visit me in when I was in Rochester like we like went to Toronto one weekend and I made him listen to, every time I do go on a road trip with people, I make you listen to the read. Like he will be listening to the read at least for 30 minutes. And um he was like, That was like that's been years. I'm like, yeah, they've been around for 10. I've been listening to them since 2016. And like the concept of that, like he just couldn't wrap his head around. I'm just like, and then Nikki was like, Oh, well, you know, like, most people listen to like um white people podcasts. And I'm like, yeah, that's why the read is actually so popular because they kind of help break that down podcasts don't have to be about like the weather and like what's going on it's so scripted and stuff yeah and like um one time I was talking to Nikki about that letter I told you about a couple weeks ago I want her to share with her fiance and um I thought I surprised she kept listening to it I'm like yes it's actually and it's like it's really intimate like I've seen Kiffy and Crystal do like they've been with me through really rough moments I've been with them like it's a very intimate experience to like when you when you listen to podcasters as they go through their lives like I've listened to them for seven years I've been listening to the mm-hmm. I haven't missed an episode well I missed the renaissance episode because I did not listen to like when it came out last summer I, did, I didn't listen to it right away so I said I was gonna go back and listen to it I, mean, I skipped went, it like, too well, no, I would listen to yeah. some of it, but it's just, I just don't care. Like, yeah. you know, not that yeah. I don't care about Renaissance. I literally listen to, I no, literally have listened to Renaissance um, multiple times this week in full. But I mean, like, that's just not the type of thing I, I care to hear them talk about. I was just like, they do this every time Beyonce drops an album. So I've, I've there's so are, maybe there's a couple of episodes I haven't heard. Yeah, I'm just like, not, I don't, because I, I don't really listen to a music podcast at all like here and there but i'm just like i'm not the type like let's discuss i mean i have a youtube music youtube channel but that's me and that's like research stuff and that's like whatever but i don't know like yeah i'm just not interested (laughs) yeah and it took me like 10 minutes to realize oh they're going track by track because like you know the title isn't called like summer runner no that's the last track but what's Mm -hmm. the opening track i'm that girl Okay, so I just for whatever reason I thought they were talking about like, oh, this is so good, let's get on to it, and they were, and then they kept going. I was like, oh, okay, I'll see y'all next week. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think I got to, I got pretty far though, because I think I got to Church oh. Girl in oh, the episode, true. maybe. But I was just like, yeah, 
but since I have a new appreciation for it, especially some songs that I had wrote off and like now I'm bumping, I'm kind of like, okay. Not wrote off. Not wrote off. Okay, wrote off in like as much as one can write off a Beyonce song. Like, it's not bad. It's not even, it's not even close to being mediocre. Like, it's, it's Beyonce. But like, wrote off in like, I wasn't a huge fan of like, most recently, Heated has made that, like, Heated is my, I I know. I'm surprised I, we've made it this long as friends just because, like, some of your tastes be, like, off. Like, I don't even I, really believe in tastes like that. <laughs> I I didn't hate Heated. I, Virgo's Group is the one that I, I'm waiting. I want to come around to Virgo's Group. It That's just hasn't happened for me yet. crazy to it me. It hasn't happened. Especially as somebody I, who is, like, romantic. Not, I just don't understand that. I'm in the minority. I understand that. But... Because everyone loves Rubber's Groove. My favorite song on the album is uh, Cuff It. Mm. And Thick, Thick making its way up there. And Energy is making its way. Those are like my top three right now. And there's, and there's Pure Honey. Yeah, this is all good. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Pure Honey is definitely one that turned the corner for me too. I was like, hold up. So I said I was That was back. probably the last one for me. And it's not because I never liked it. I think it was also because like I there was a period of time when I, you know summer renaissance i i was one that like came to the front for me like there was a period of time when i was just really 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 listening to it and because i would listen to the album in order that i feel like that's why it was hard for me to turn the corner on pure honey because i was waiting for summer renaissance to come on you know mm-hmm. but yeah the way she turns the corner of the sun no beyonce like i'm sorry like <laughs> Yeah, so it just takes me. This album has taken me longer, and Beyonce. I mean, Yushan is a diehard Beyonce fan. He did not enjoy this album, which is uh, why you tell me that he did not enjoy. He had already, and he even told he would piss you off because he was like, well, he "I actually don't. Thick. Do I want to hear this? I don't know." Um, but for my enjoyment, probably he when he got to thick, he was like, "Okay, finally, like old Beyonce, whatever." And then he's like, "It turned the corner." He was like, "Ugh." But I just think I think it's also very interesting. It's like you like on the other side of that, like people accuse artists of always well. Beyonce has never gotten this critique because it's just simply not true. But people critique artists of like sounding exactly the same all the time, and then when they try something new, it's like not like that. I think like Drake is a good example of that because Drake did a dance album and everyone was like, and I was like, you just have to listen to it some more because I. I too was like, oh Drake album, but also Drake drops an album every season, like it seems so. Um, but dang, I should ruin any chance of me liking you, Shane. Okay, you, he... <laughs> that's why I said, Do you really want to tell me that? Because you know, I block half the people I have blocked, I have over 300 people blocked on Twitter. Half that's of them are insane. because they said one thing, they raised their tongue one time against Beyonce. <laughs> so, <laughs> Shane is a diehard Beyonce fan to, to a level that's annoying. So, if that is any solace. To a level that annoys me. It's the damage is done. <laughs> even meeting him, when I met him in when did I meet him in AP language junior year of high school. It it was I was I was like in order for me to be your friend, I must get over this obsession you have with Beyonce. It's like one of those fatal flaws. Like so, okay, but now you got to question my, to you <laughs> because you we can talk about this more offline. You Shane is obsessed with Beyonce. I think it, I think it has um subsided a little bit but i mean he went to renaissance when they went to dc when she went to dc he was there oh. okay. and he enjoyed himself so 
Period. Okay. Allowed to live another day? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like a conversation with Beyonce will you shame my frustration. I can't lie. And he a lawyer, so he think he know everything. That will frustrate you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and he, yeah. No, nah, my chest just got tight. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he and he a Jamaican man. There's so many. There's so many levels. Yeah, I, I prefer not to discuss Beyonce would, with anybody. To be honest, just to I, be safe. <laughs> I love you, Shane. Down. I would not do that. I, for you and your sanity, I would never discuss Beyonce with. He might frustrate you. Diehard fan. A true fan, except for the which is tip not typical of a Beyonce fan. Normally, Beyonce fans love every album. He did not like this one. He's also a lawyer. He is. He thinks he's right. You would be frustrated. I wouldn't even. Both things frustrate me. You shame. I got into a, a fake argument with him last. So, and Nikki was on his side, which made it worse. Let's move on because I forgot about that. Yeah, I was supposed to say, and I was like, <laughs> I have to teach. But I also forgot that I was mad at them. Hey. Um, <laughs> yes. Wonderful time to move on. Um <laughs> well, you know what? It's great because I actually only have one piece of news Perfect. this week. Um, and it actually is connected to what we talked about last week. Um, so apparently the musicians of the Philadelphia Orchestra voted um on saturday night to authorize a potential strike um yes their uh negotiations over new labor contract have stalled and out of those who took part in the vote 95 percent of them decided to authorize the strike um they feel that they are that the management of the orchestra were ignoring their demands for better compensation, retirement benefits, and working conditions. Um, the president of Local Seventy Seven, which is the union um, that represents the musicians, says that they have declared, "quote that enough is enough." Uh, management has shown that musicians are a cost to be contained rather than an important asset. Um, a representative for the Philadelphia Orchestra um, and the Kimmel Center Incorporated um, released a statement saying, um, we will continue to negotiate in good faith towards a fiscally responsible agreement that ensures the musician's economic and artistic future. Um, it also says here in the article that I'm going to link in the description that they are they have expressed disappointment over the musicians' strike authorization. Um, I'm sure. What? Yeah. Not disappointment, um, real thing. Um. Apparently, it's become more heated in recent weeks um, as the musicians have grown more outspoken, um, and they've asked for among some of the things that they've asked for are more generous leave policies. Uh, better pay for themselves and for freelance musicians. And they've also called for the orchestra to fill 15 vacant positions. Um, Yeah. Earlier this week, I actually, um, or a couple weeks ago, I actually had this in my drafts. And I remember I was like, okay, I didn't see anything about a strike authorization, but I saw something related to the union with this orchestra. Um, And earlier this month, all of the musicians had an open rehearsal for the their, they were doing a summer residency in Saratoga Springs and they all wore um, blue union t-shirts um, to that 
in solidarity with um you know their um with their union and apparently and I actually didn't know that this was unusual but um their music director uh Yannick Nzesegan also participated in um in solidarity with them and that's what it says in the article in New York Times that this is quote in in an unusual display of solidarity with the musicians during labor talks I was like hmm because I was like where they be at you know like when all of this is going on um like music directors and stuff like that um apparently I think some of this seems to be like fallout from the pandemic apparently there was um I mean like many other orchestras they were forced to cancel a lot of performances it says here more than 200 concerts and they lost about 26 million dollars in ticket sales and performance fees um which I'm just like I know I'm just glad that a lot of orchestras I mean I know there's there's issues but like survived the pandemic you know mm-hmm. because someplace I mean that one I mean they popped up again what was it the San Antonio symphony and mm-hmm. after the San Antonio Philharmonic they re, like they're back but like you know it's just hard out here um yeah so um we're gonna be I guess looking to see where that turns um hopefully they don't have to actually go on strike but the season is about to start so um hopefully everything turns out okay with them and they reach a fair contract um yeah did it say how many how many people have to like what's the percentage needed to strike well, it or says like that ninety-five percent of it says of those who voted voted to authorize it. I feel like that's that's probably in because it says they voted to authorize the strike. So I guess that's whatever it is. It's that's enough. And I wonder how many people withheld. And yeah, that's so striking and tricky from the outside looking yeah. in because it's just like you also don't get paid during the strike so some people might be like this. yeah yeah especially because like one of the things they asked for is more generous leave time and I wonder like I'm sure that I mean we already know that a lot of orchestra members do a lot of stuff outside of it but I wonder like for the people who want more maybe it's I don't know why they want more leave time could be like for more flexibility in general could be you know there's a lot of reasons why somebody might, might want more leave time from work but um for the people who don't have a lot of stuff going on outside of the orchestra like I feel like th- this stuff like that that splinters solidarity like my mom was talking about um the union the flight attendants union and like having worked for I think I said this last week Continental and then merging with United like how that's how they splintered their union because united employees or flight attendants were making less than continental so they offered them a small raise which was to the continental employees a small raise but to the united employees a much higher one and so then they voted on a contract that was not as beneficial for the continental employees and like i was like oh well you know i mean i guess it's still like a win she was like no it's not because now we have to wait years before we can renegotiate a contract you know, but some people got, but she was like, some people got to do what's right for their household, you know? Yeah. Like, she's like, I want to be in solidarity with people, but first and foremost, I'm in solidarity with my house, so. 
Yeah. <laughs> and Comcast and Rent and Kroger and Netflix. Okay, but you know what I mean. Because, <laughs> like, I guess in some, I mean, some industries are not as flexible as, like, you know, the entertainment industries like um, like WGA and, and SAG-AFTRA where the people that they're in, in, in talks with are like, we're just going to keep going until y'all run out of money because we have so much and whatever. But like, there's just certain industries that's not going to work in. So like, they are more incentivized to to end a strike. But they're like, we could just keep doing unscripted stuff until y'all starve to death. And we get a new crop of people to exploit, which is crazy. Like y'all are really never seeing God's face. There's no way, like because, and also I, I, at first they were saying like, oh, if you got mad money, you gotta work. Like those people ain't worrying. But then I saw Billy Porter, and I was like, oh, like. Although I was like, dang, that was quick. But also, you never know how people are living. What people yeah. got, what type of responsibilities people got with their money? Because a lot of people was like, well you know he not taking care of his money i'm like you don't know who he gotta take care of you don't know right. what like some people you know and i know a lot of people have a lot to say about what they would have done or who they would say no to if they was in a position to have money but when you see people's residual checks people who are on smash hit shows like somebody from orange is the new black talking about oh, i got this 25 cent re- residual check orange is the new black was a huge show it was mm-hmm. one of one of netflix's biggest shows and you get a twenty-five cent residual check, like that's crazy to me. She it wasn't no guest star, like, <laughs> would, yeah. That's the thing. Like, even if like the I know the streaming thing complicates stuff, but even if you look at like Abbott Elementary is like one of the biggest com like shows period right now, and the dude who pays the janitor, I'm blanking on his name. He showed a residual check. It was like eighty-three cents. So you can you on ABC right now on this huge show the show is freaking huge and like that's that's insane you know so that's a crazy know. amount of greed crazy amount of greed y'all can't break somebody off so enough to live like that's crazy that's really and you're making like tens of millions of dollars a year every single year and have been for years you have more money you can ever spend in your lifetime your grand your grandkids are rich already. Like <laughs> Wow. Okay. I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see how it's gonna go because I feel like this is way longer than one the writer strike that that was in twenty oh eight, twenty oh seven, whatever. It only lasted like eight weeks. And hey, do one. you remember what they were striking over? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> No, I don't remember exactly. Um, and from the perspective I read about the strike was from was from Mindy's when I was reading her book, and she was like, "Girl, it was a break for me." But that there was a clearer end in sight. I'm sure it does not feel like a break. Um, this time, there's way more things on the table: streaming, AI. They, those are not conversations they were having. Um, with the last writer strike, so yeah, and the actors, and now they're trying to replace y'all with the AI people, and now we got we got a romantic comedy, and the lead got seven fingers and on one hand, and weird arm thing, yeah, see, right, 
his shoulder right his shoulder is three feet behind him like nah <laughs> like i would have said like i just like okay woo, 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 it's a business who finna watch that like who 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 finna watch that like why would i want to see a show that y'all just generated on some app like i don't like i don't that doesn't make sense to me i rather i'm not even a reality tv girl i rather watch reality tv you know mm -hmm. because why would i watch something that you typed into chat gpt and okay i know it's not chat gpt they got more advanced stuff than that but just for the sake of argument you typed in like write me a pilot first of all when i asked chat gpt to write me a pilot on a shark it wasn't it wasn't thrilling it, it wasn't anything and it's just like the all this all the corners you're gonna cut to make this show happen like i rather do i rather watch love island which i have been enjoying or Hoochie Daddies, which I promised my I'll watch one episode of, which I am not looking forward to, but we'll see. I said, I might as well just watch that watch, or mm. watch YouTube and, or TikTok. Yeah. My yeah, hopefully more people will be watching YouTube. I was going to say the reality TV thing. I was thinking, like, is that I know a lot of people switch, switch into that, but like, is that OK? Reality TV? Because they're like, you know what I mean? Like, is that not? really understand that in violation of the strike i'm not a hundred percent sure just because like it, it'd be like woo, woo, let's watch reality tv but i feel like reality tv still has writers so i'm trying to figure mm -hmm. out like i said I'm, I'm maybe i'll look into that more and i'll let you know, probably probably off of this podcast <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm just like wondering also because it's not some of the like their their personalities, their TV personalities. Some of them gotta be in SAG. Maybe, but probably not. Like, if you just on Love Island, you just signed up to be on Love Island. Like, it depends though, because some people are like like someone like New York, who's a reality TV like yeah. person. You know, like that's what I mean. Like, there's people so who are like repeat. Yeah. But I feel like, I mean, I'm not a huge reality TV kind of so I would imagine, like, maybe the, the Kardashian show might be at a halt. Maybe we'll see. But, like, if you're doing shows with regular people, like, Top Chef, Love Island, I feel like those are just, you're taking people who aren't acting, you're taking regular people who auditioned. And now they're they're not personalities yet; they're just people, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna look it. I'm gonna look it up because, like, I know. Some, but some people like do they go on into reality TV, like they are regular people, but like they're also like they're actors and they're trying to yeah. get a break. So that's why I'm just like, no, I wonder. But maybe they and they, maybe they can't do it, especially. But now I'm wondering because they were like influencers, this influencers that. If Peacock is, um, if Peacock is producing Love Island, you probably can't sign up for Love Island. I mean, the the reason why Love Island's probably happening right now is because it was already yeah. a go for production. But now it got me wondering. Like if you're signing up to be on a struck company's thing, 
yeah that's also one reason i was thinking about it too because it's like you on reality tv but netflix producing it like yeah so maybe so now i'm now i'm curious about that i'm gonna look into that because we did see a rise in reality tv during the last because i remember reality tv in the the early 2000s it was a time that was when it used to be a vibe like so i don't know we might see a rise in tubi because ain't no way tubi is your company (laughs) tubi barely a company okay (laughs) shout out to tubi though But yeah, I feel like yeah, I think maybe they're I think maybe reality TV stars are in a in a similar in like a weird place like how independent musicians are when it comes to like union stuff where like I think I don't know if we went into it last week, but like how there are certain things that are covered, like a lot of people who like gig and stuff are covered in AFM if they're in the union and like orchestras are covered and like all these different things but um like when it comes to like the streaming services music streaming services like what would that even look like because like somebody who's just uploading their stuff to spotify it's not an afm and like don't and really don't have any power against somebody like spotify anyway so like i wonder if reality tv stars are kind of in that weird like independent like space mm. but anyway yep classically tv podcast okay the intermission is gonna be a little different this week um so delaney i want you to i'm not gonna give you too much information but i would like the people at home to also participate with me don't be see look what's all this what's all this like it's gonna be i promise you it's not even like that i promise no i do not said that like that was gonna be <clears throat> i can't be excited to talk to my friend you want to unpack that yeah interesting i'll table that for later right. um okay so listeners and delaney can you grab your phone and i just want you to be like <clears throat> super observant Okay, just be observant of your body. Okay, and I want you to open your. Um, oh, I forgot I'm on camera. <laughs> good, very good, very good. I didn't do anything, so it's fine. Well, Patreon is a lie. Um, grab your phone, and I just want you to be like hyper aware of your body, and I want you to open your email app. Okay, so I was reading an article in the New York Times this morning about how the tendency, there's a tendency to when you like open your email br- to hold your breath. Did you do that? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I should have been more observant because I mean, I did kind of you to be observant. Like... You were like, you took it as a time to be trifling and now we don't know no no I just like <laughs> I don't know if I like held my breath I couldn't like I was kind of like but like while it refreshed a little bit but yeah mm-hmm. so um there was somebody that uh did a, a little mock-up study they just invited like 200 people to their apartment like friends family whatever yeah, and apartment monitored, 
And I'm like, what kind of, not at the same time though. But okay. I was also like, how you know Twitter? <laughs> not that you're on okay. the uh, president, vice president from I Belcanto. I was just about to say, I was just about to say at Belcanto. Um, um, just, at first I was like, how you know 200 people? Yeah. Um, and they, they monitored, uh, the heart rates of people who opened their emails. And I found that like people's heart rate generally go up like one day. No, my mom did emails. definitely did. Oh, for real? I can notice my heart rate go up. So, um, I just want to talk about like, you know, the school year about to start back up. A lot of our listeners follow an academic calendar. So school year starting up. I know I'm, I'm starting to see more students regularly. The orchestra season about to start up. I just want to talk about like some of the things that we could do just to like be aware of how we are interacting with stress. Now I am a hypocrite because I'm constantly stressed out. Don't worry about me because there's nothing you can do for me. So just ask you didn't hear it. <laughs> Not um, there's nothing you can do for me. Like you too far. Like, write me a check for a million dollars. If you don't have a check for a million dollars or half then just act like you didn't hear that. Okay. But <laughs> um, as someone who is perpetually stressed out, um, I I feel like it's like pointless to be like, how can we combat anxiety and stress? Leave me alone. Um, but I think there's certain things that we can do. So remember we used to, we had a boss that we used to uh, not make fun of him, but we used to be like, girl, calm down. Because you would just uh he would be in the office and we would just hear him go <sighs> mm-hmm. okay well actually like this is actually something that you could actually try to do in your everyday life because forcing air out is a way to like bring your heart rate down as well and then also just being aware about like holding tension in your shoulders holding tension in your stomach is a huge one for me and like pushing the air out um, and then also just being aware of the things that cause that kind of reaction and um, and trying to combat them. So one of the things that the article, which I will link, recommended to do is that you, um, when you take a break, you got to take a real break. Now, this is really hard for me because most of the work I do is at home. I'm practice. I have very unhealthy practicing habits. I will sit there for four hours. I just want to get it done. I don't want to be like oh let me eat oh let me no, no, no. I just want to do the thing so I could just move on with my day or is that unhealthy though um maybe I mean doing something for four hours straight I mean they're not it's not necessarily straight I do a I I try to do a 50 minute hour but it normally just turns into me doing 60 minutes with a 10 minute break 60 minutes with a 10 minute break but I don't know. People might think it is. You should play. Well, I've I've tried some stuff like playing for thirty minutes, going to something else. But I just, I that's just it's just too much. I rather just. It surprises me, but it doesn't strike me as unhealthy. Like I could do that, but that's like an, probably an attention span thing. Like, mm-hmm. and half the reason why my practicing time has gone down. I used to be able to do like five hours, no problem. I can't. I don't have the attention span anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think like on average, I did I did a recruitment presentation. They asked me how much i practice i did not yesterday and i did not like that because one it went terribly so they're like keep practicing two i had a memory slip and i was like what and then i had another memory slip and i was like what like for excerpts and i was like oh, okay so we gotta why would you they had you playing for you had to because when i got to the school she because i was like i'm just gonna do like two minutes like i was just here in january and i just 
I just said recruitment presentation at the same school in January. She was like, well, we have new students too. And I'm like, I guess. But so then I had to like think of stuff real quick, which I wasn't going to whip out a Bach prelude. I haven't played Bach. Oh, okay. Jen, I haven't played Bach yet. (laughs) (laughs) In an undisclosed amount of time. Um, But I haven't played Bartok if that's any consolation. So chill on me. And and then when I get this face, I'll be complaining about my Bach comments. But anyway, um i was like okay what's the safest thing i could whip out beat on five my strongest excerpt not anymore okay then i was like okay i'm gonna play a little bit of uh i was surprised it was shocking that i've had a memory slip on excerpts that i really like the back of my hand but i let it go because i'm just like this means absolutely nothing except that uh, my break is now over it's time to but anyway um i did not like that they asked me how much i practice because it's intimidating when you have to tell second graders that i practice for four hours a day why would i tell them that which I mean, I answered, but I'm like, you don't, you have to practice an hour a day, 10, 10 hours a day. Yep. You have to practice 10 minutes a day. I will do the, do that. Um, but they recommend taking a real break. I'm really bad for this. Like I'm good for, like, if I don't have to leave my house, that's something that I am working on post pandemic. I will not leave. If I have no, my grandma would say occasion to leave. I will not be leaving. So I will, if I'm in the house on Thursday, my next time to leave the house on Tuesday, I will be leaving on Tuesday. Like that's not good. You need vitamin D. Um, But all my house has all my favorite things. Look at my lamp and my bed, like my fan that I never turn on. Like I, all the things I love are in my house. Like every once in a while I go sit in a cafe, but that's like twice a month or something. Um, So taking a real break, I will try it. Walking outside is crazy to me. It's literally God is trying to fry us. It's like a hundred and seven degrees or something in Memphis. There's a excessive heat warning. Um, another thing is if you're like since we're like constantly used to stimuli, stimuli, it's like if you're gonna check your email, like they right they recommend like using a bigger screen because like when you're hyper, you have all the stimulus around you, and then now you're checking on your phone. It's like if you can do something like that, like on a bigger screen, it just like lessens like your focus being on like this one solitary object especially like when people take a break they go for their phone that's what i do but i do it because like if i'm hyper focused on practicing i want to do something that i don't have to think about but it's a really interesting read it's also a short read so if you care about that did i read it in the in the newsletter no it was an article See, but, my attention span be so shot whenever i read stuff about like how to like wellness stuff i'll be like three sentences in be like well <laughs> i don't know what to tell you but dang that's crazy because the first thing i do when i wake up is check my email i used to i think i've gotten because my email has just gotten too much i just have too many at this point because i used to be an inbox zero person now yes. that's impossible it's impossible yeah i just can't do it anymore and i haven't been able to for it's been well over a year at this point that i haven't been able and that's excluding my work email um which now i do not have but um but at the time i did but um i mean like work like job job because like classically black is also my work email but um what was i supposed to say but i used to check like i check my email religiously i i don't know how many times a day i check my email all the time all the time especially mm-hmm. like if i'm trying to expect something like we expecting something i'm expecting something so yeah, um, that's crazy to me that you're checking for that specific particular thing like, i mean i'm checking my typo, i was like girl i want i want about my life i made some tacos like after i got a phone with you like i, I i've been over there a life. couple times 
that will give me so much anxiety. Well, I mean, I like also like looking at it because we, it looks good. It, we kind of ate that up. I'm so, not lie, but uh. I mean, but you know me, I still, I, I was literally like for a couple hours, I was going through my file and looking at the grades I got in elementary school. And I was like, oh, I got a 98. I got it. Okay. I, I still read my, my comments I got on essays I wrote in college. So I didn't think I find any essays I wrote in undergrad. So, oh, I'll, I probably won't be able to find those because I had a different computer. I got this computer right now, the second semester of my senior year. So anything I, before that, I probably would not be able to find. I have my, um, my, um, I was, I found myself getting irritated at some stuff, some comments. I was like, Delaney, I was like 10. <laughs> like, I was defending myself. I was like, this is crazy right now. <laughs> Gonna have to move on. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's not that I hadn't moved on. I would never thought about that if I, because I wouldn't know, but I just like came yeah. across it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what was I about to say? Yeah, you we'll know. see. I mean, you were saying something about tension. I had a lot of tension in my face. A lot, right when you said that, like I had to like iron out my jaw mm. because like I have it. It there was a period of time where it was so bad, like it was so it was uncomfortable just to be, oh, just to be. It was uncomfortable and I couldn't shake it. So mm. now it's not as bad, but it's still kind of like I feel like so I need to like dislocate my jaw and put it back. Oh shoot! Yeah, I don't know where I hold tension. Um. I'm trying to think because I can I know when I'm performing there is tension in my stomach that's why I have, to, I have to push out my stomach when I play but just to feel grounded but holding tension oh in my shoulders like I'll, I'll actually that's where it is I actually mm-hmm. really I'm actually sitting like this and I don't even realize I'll be like oh I feel like oh that's that's rare I'm normally just yeah, my posture when I'm driving, my neck be hurting. I be doing, I drive like this sometimes. Mm. Like it's crazy. You know, if you're on Patreon, you would know how I drive. Yeah, <laughs> you left out. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Um, but yeah, something a little different, you know. And if you open your case and you feel you hold your breath then maybe you should put that out your life no i'm just kidding i'm just playing <laughs> talk to someone about that because that is your you spent a lot of money learning that instrument so hopefully how are you doing it as somebody who the mention of the name of your instrument used to give me panic attacks i would check that out <laughs> yep because pop, contrary to popular belief, I I love playing the violin, and I see my girl I'm like, hey, stink! Like I really do love her. Like I be like, oh, like I do love her. She kind of betrayed me yesterday, but it was with my fingers. No, no, it's fine. But I'm excited to be excerpting again. So here yeah, here's here's to another season. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> No, but I I I do I'll be like, oh, she's so cute. Like I love my girl. But anyway. She's so cute. She's a <laughs> baby. That's my road dog. We've been through a lot together. Like, oh, that's my nigga for real. I feel, uh, 
Well, okay. so we're back, and <laughs> we'll be talking about the Chevalier movie today. Mm-hmm. I'll be completely transparent with you. I because I don't I, listen. I'm grown. I've been grown for a long time. I could admit when I was wrong. I was like Delaney. You better watch that damn movie. Like we have to do. We have a podcast. We got something to do. When this morning came around and I scheduled time to watch that movie, and I thought about how much I did not want to rewatch it, I was like, I'm gonna apologize to Lenny to Delaney on a public platform because I do not want to rewatch that movie. I had no interest, no desire. I was not called to it. I wanted to talk about it because there's a lot to talk about. But hey, when you didn't called- think to text me. Cause I wanted to do it publicly, you know. I'm I'm gonna shame being wrong because I forgot how much I did not want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Now, if you haven't seen it, we're probably gonna spoil it for you. Um, so that's it's been out for a while, y'all. Yeah, so that's something to consider. But I will say, I will say, I had I was not called to it. I was, <laughs> I couldn't, and I'm it. glad I didn't watch it because I actually considered because you know I didn't go to sleep last night, so. Um, I was like, since I was up already, I was like, okay, I'm gonna just watch it before we get on the box. But like, I literally had to, I had to close my eyes. Yeah. So, um, I because I didn't realize, like, I don't. That's some part of the anxiety I have around driving because I have a lot of sleep issues. But I didn't realize it was so much. I think they said like in some cases being up for 17 hours gives you like a point, like a point five uh alcohol, like the equivalent, and that's legally oh, impaired. Yeah. Yeah. And I just didn't know that it was at 17 hours. I was like, that's not that much. I, I'll be on less than that. I mean, I rarely pull all-nighters anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I did in, in college. <gasps> in college, I'll be here for like two days. It's crazy. <laughs> I don't think I've ever pulled a, have I ever pulled an all-nighter? Once. Oh, almost that one time <laughs> when you was running your thesis. And I feel like I, it was all night, wasn't it? Did yeah, I, you like, you rested out? your eyes a little bit, but like it was basically all night. Yeah, and that was like my first one. I don't yeah. call it I have crazy. to like I have to give me a look because I'm no good. I rather every time I rather wake up early. And see, I cannot trust myself to do that. I gotta stay up until it's done. Except for when I was at Ruben, which I would write I would write like the bones generic and then I would go to sleep because you would get no sleep for like six days if you didn't go to sleep because you had to turn around your review overnight anyway. Mm-hmm. Like crazy. But yeah. It worked out. But I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I stuck to my guns on that one then. Because I was more. like, I want to refresh, but then I thought about like how much I did not want to do it again. Like when it was came time, I scheduled time to do it. I scheduled um this morning to watch the movie, and I was like, I'm not doing that. And I already know Delaney will rewatch it, so um, I almost did too. I felt bad because I was like, oh, she gonna rewatch it. I'm glad I didn't though. Normally, <laughs> normally, like I could push through, but there's this stuff that this movie we could talk about it. So, right, you're here. We talk about why, you'll hear exactly why I didn't want to rewatch it, and I felt bad because I didn't feel bad. Let me stop playing. Let me stop lying. I wanted to rewatch it because I watched it with my Buki. I watched it with Tyler, and you know we talking and laughing and and whatever during it. So I was like, I need to do it again, like and have like a more clear. But then I was like, I saw. It. Mm-hmm. When did you see and it feel, again? Um, couple weeks, couple months ago. I saw it in June. Oh, okay. I saw it in June. And normally, like, if we 
normally I will rewatch it. I think there there are things that we talk about on the show that I would rewatch or reread. Like I normally am very good about that. This is the first time I was like, absolutely, like um, because the more and and then I read the synopsis. I'm like, let me see if it jogs my memory. It did, and it was enough for me to be like, mm, so. <laughs> Okay, okay, coming around, coming around to my side of the woods. All right, so if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the Chevalier Saint-Georges movie. It, it says 2022, why does it say that? Did you see, didn't it premiere in April? Am I? Yeah, I think, I think the, they're probably counting the premiere, like the festival premiere, which was in like late 2022. I see, okay, so we're talking about the Chevalier... The, Oh sorry. oh, sorry. The festival premiere was September 11th, 2022. Mm. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. So maybe we could do what, what's good about it. That would be shorter. Damn. Um, okay. I mean, I saw Chevalier in April. That's why Katie was like, Delaney, you have to rewatch. I mean, to be fair, yeah, but it's been so long. And if I ask Lenny what she had for breakfast yesterday, she'll she can't tell me. So. No tea. Actually, no, I could. Oh, period. But could, but that's also because I rarely eat breakfast and I did yesterday. Mm. Was that yesterday? See, you know what? See? <laughs> See? See? <laughs> See? Could have been well, a day before. Said, Delaney, please be serious. <laughs> um, okay. So, okay. To be fair. Fair. I'm also gonna I mean there are reasons of course like we said I don't want to we both don't want to rewatch the movie I will say uh, contributing to my reasons is the fact that I'm not a movie person mm. I don't watch movies very often I don't really I don't know I'm just not drawn to movies I prefer to watch tv shows um and I so I rarely watch movies I rarely watch them more than once when I do watch them um and so I just like that that's also part of like I just don't want to sit down and watch the movie again but there are also of course other reasons now what's good about the movie I will say when the credits started rolling I was actually in a unique situation I I, I wish I could remember more about it because they did a cute it was like a panel it was um what's the dude the director's name Steven something Stephen Williams, yep, Stephen Williams. Okay, I me mean, knowing stuff. Stephen Williams, Michael Abels, who produced um all the on camera music and stuff, and then Chris Bowers, who did all the music, um did like a panel, and I wish I could remember more about it, but again, April, um, so like when the I remember when the credits rolled, I caught Loki got a little teary eye just for the pure fact that like dang, I just saw a movie about Chevalier de Saint George, like. Yeah, you know who would have ever thought and then like now we got yeah. black men up here who contributed to the movie bringing this story of black high school music you know to a bigger scale like there was I had that moment in the theater when I saw it um so that's something that was good y'all have to agree it was like who would have thought that we saw a like especially when we talk about like when we even started classically black and what the landscape was just five years ago you know it's like who would have thought that we would have saw a movie about this I mean and we were getting movies I feel like we were finally starting to turn the corner by seeing movies about black people like in in heroic lenses like Black Panther 
and so it was nice to see like this i thought it looked nice the music was good <laughs> and yeah now the reason why i'm so apprehensive i'm curious if we have some of the same thoughts like <clears throat> it's hard like it's not like NPR did this movie or you know the Philadelphia Orchestra commissioned this movie like it was it's ho it's a Hollywood thing so the story is going to be skewed in a certain way just to help people who maybe are out this this movie was not made for classic musicians so and I think that's where it was a bit of a letdown just because like not saying it had to be made for us but I think this is an issue I had with maybe like the book we read last summer. You know, it's just like there's already enough that it's interesting about Chevalier's life that could have been focused on and written instead of focusing on him chasing this white woman the whole the whole movie. Mm -hmm. You know, like that. I think that was like a huge letdown. Like his life is already incredibly dynamic and interesting that just to focus on that was like kind of a letdown yeah you know what I should have done I should have read more professional reviews I mean I guess I didn't want to be like you know I would just want to give my opinion but I'm gonna do that after this because like I agree that his life is interesting but also like we kind of more invested and so like for them coming from the Hollywood perspective like I would want to read a movie critic's understand like opinion of this movie because like y'all y'all watch more movies than I do y'all know like what's going on I mean it, it was always going to be a niche topic but like I mean I agree some of the stuff that I just had to write I just had to be like it's Hollywood yeah. you know it's Hollywood oh I will say the playing in the movie looked better than I expected it to oh yeah I mean that boho was crazy though I will say that but <laughs> But like on the whole, on the whole, I will. It didn't bother me. Yeah, it, I've seen what much, much, much worse, much, much, much worse. They, they now they got the they playing the bow like a flute, like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I forgot about. I mean, it looked fine. I mean, cause I'm, I said I was watching with Tyler, so we were like, oh okay, like, and I just feel okay. I understand. Like, I feel like love is an aspect of almost every story ever 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 i cannot think of one you see how they was able to to twist and bend a hostage situation into a love story you know what i'm saying like love is a part of everything so it's not that i minded that so much i just wish that i just feel like there are so many talented writers there are other aspects of his life that we could have hyper focused on you know like i don't know i'm not i'm not gonna because since the ideas that come to mind are much better. Like, I don't really want to see him arguing with Mozart the whole movie either. I don't want to see him arguing with his mama the whole movie either. And I saw it. Like, also, I thought the ending was weird. Like, the whole, like, so wait, basically, like, he wrapped up in these two girls, one of which he's having affair, an affair with, or she's having an affair. And then just to add more dra drama to it like the baby that they had out of wedlock like the husband like killed the baby i'm just like 
that kind of stuff. And then like there, what I do like about the movie is that like they touch on some um, issues that you know have been coming up a lot. Like people have been dragging Paris for months, and one of the things that people drag about Paris more recently that I've noticed is the fact that like the media portrays Paris as this like angelic white dominated place that's like filled with love and amour and the shows come out and what I liked was that there is this huge black community in Paris that is ignored it was ignored back then it's being ignored right now and um I did like that mention now what I thought was cheesy was when he took that wig off and he had them straight backs and I was just like, what are we actually doing? <laughs> I was going to say, like, the elements of blackness in the movie, some of them, that was one of them. That, okay, so, like, you took your wig off, now you got your, like... <laughs> like, you got these dookie braids to the back, like... And and then was you, you, you strolling down the, the thing with all the Caribbean and African people, and now you drumming, now you a drummer. Now all of you a, a sudden, drummer. Because it's just you... in your bones. Like, it's just yeah. too much and then oh the opening scene the opening scene is mozart at a concert now he go up to mozart and he start battling him on the violin and now he's doing all these blues chords where he find that at yeah like i don't know man i don't know i don't know and it's like okay so y'all can y'all can create drama because that little standoff with mozart and chevalier never happened right so y'all know how to write that's what you tell me you know how to write so so how we lose the plot you know and then like i liked um i feel like a lot of the ideas were just like a little underdeveloped like i wanted to know more about him as a musician not him as like some tortured genius womanizer who you know i just wanted to know more about him i would love to see more of more of the relationship with his mom explored even if it had to be fabricated like y'all fabricated a lot of other stuff so I wanted to see more I don't know and like one of the one of the the points was like okay so there was a black girl that he was like oh you fine or whatever but I'm not giving up my title to be with you because um what's her name the one that got beheaded she like knighted him as Chevalier de Saint George, right? So what came with that is that one, he's a black man in France, so he can't marry another white woman because he's a black man in France. He also cannot, quote unquote, marry down because then he'll lose his title. And I want I want that to be explored a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now the more I think about it, the more I think about it, some parallels. Um, <laughs> with uh, yep. current day, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I think the the whole like, I don't know the whole like blackness thing of like him having certain things within him like I struggle with 
that just because I but then again like like you said like it's not the movie is not made for us as musicians I'm happy that yeah. his that people that he's in more people's like consciousness now but like it's kind of like I'm sure how jazz musicians felt when they saw Whiplash you know mm, yeah like it's just kind of it's exaggerated in ways that are like unrealistic and I'm sure cops feel like that when they watch svu doctors feel like they only watch general hospital i don't know yeah but like i mean it's not that this was our environment because like they're literally in the 1700s but like i do feel like i wasn't expecting that weird oh my god i love her so much like to be so much of the movie yeah Um, and i feel like especially after we have I know they added that little thing with Mozart in the beginning. I like that they they stayed away from the whole like black Mozart thing, but yeah. kind of co- ended up bringing it back in like centering his story in this this like prolific person around a white person in his life, which like I know. Of course, he was in France. There's a lot of white people around. But, like, it just seemed like he he's supposed to be this, like, genius or whatever. And he just, like, down bad over the lady the whole time. Like, who... Who's married and all other type of stuff that's, like, would be problematic with any race in that time. Today, yeah. in fact. so With the crazy evil husband killing babies. Like, I just didn't... Yeah. Like, there's just certain stuff I'm just, like... And then it was kind of spring, and then they killed that baby and it sprinkled it in like parsley, like you know, yeah. like they just came to the door and was like, he killed the baby, and it's just like, like it was just like, and then all of us, then he started composing feverishly, and then he went out and and confronted Maria Antoinette, and like I just I don't know, like it just seemed like they sprinkled in the dead baby like parsley, and I just did not care for that at all, you know, like it was it was, it was like girl. a catalyst. Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of you girls don't even do babies well. I felt like the last time I saw a baby done well that I didn't make me mad was insecure. Like, mm-hmm. you really could have just left that out. Yeah. And, like, I guess it, like, I mean, there was a lot of, you know, cruelty and stuff. I just feel, like, I don't know. I don't know that I, like, walked away feeling like I knew much more about, you know, Chevalier de St. George. So. And I'm trying to see, like, what would you know about him if you watched that movie and didn't know anything about him? Um, I mean, especially what would you know about him that's actually true? Right. Because some people would be like, he had a dead baby. Or somebody, the, the, the mistresses, or no, nah, he was the mistress. He was the, but you know what I mean? <laughs> the yeah. girl's husband killed his child or whatever. Um, And that was, that was another thing, like, would just watch it like there were some parts that were difficult to watch i mean he's black in the 1700s so like yes but like i'm just i'm 
that's another reason why I didn't want to watch it. I'm kind of overseeing stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that stuff that's difficult to watch as a black person. Like I just, I just don't want to see it anymore. So. Luckily, it wasn't too much of that. Besides mm-hmm. the whole "I will break your fingers" thing, which yeah, was scary. Let me ask you, past. Tyler was like, "Hey, be for real." I'm like, "I'll catch up." Let me not wait for you to watch it. I'm not, but I don't think anything happened. Well, actually, I don't remember. Um, no, they didn't break his fingers. So, but when he got cornered in the alley, I was like, "Oh my gosh, like, here we go." Um. And then something in the fencing fight too, and him, yeah. you know, getting pushed in the halls at the school and stuff like that. And but we haven't touched on um his mother, his relationship with his mommy. That was a lot to watch because he was just so rude and cold to her, and he resented her. And it's just like, do you understand what's going on? Like, like yeah, you grown too like excuse the hell out of her for being enslaved like, <laughs> bro <laughs> her bad <laughs> what is wrong with you and the only reason why you were reconnected with her is because your daddy died like so basically his mom his his mom was enslaved in Guadalupe and his dad was white and his dad had brought him to France going to this fancy school and he was doing all this stuff and when the dad died the mom was freed and allowed to come live with him he was mad weird to her and it's just like I mean I can't I trying to be as understanding as I can I cannot imagine the level of internalized anti-blackness somebody like that would have yeah like i can't imagine like the environment here right now it seemed like there was no black people around especially he was in this like elite school and like all this type of stuff like not around none of that but like yeah he was very cold to his mother and like just very it was low-key like some of y'all some of y'all could relate to how he would treat his mom because some of y'all classical music be the same way still like about just the respectability um aspect of it like he was just very he was playing into a lot of the respectability things but again like i'm like wondering does somebody like that even have a chance you know that's the thing it's like i think from my lens and i can't you know 300 years later it's like you can miss me with all that you know so it's like speaking to a time where that had to be that that was more than likely a means of survival like yeah but then that's your mama and that's also like none of it's her fault and she's telling you like hey you acting a little and you mad at her like and you grumble too like right you grown and then and then i think that's why it made the whole like we come in full circle now that's why it made the whole taking your wig off having your lock i mean natural locks but um taking your wig off and having now you got cornrows and now you you now you you big hard body down the street and and like leading the pack and like all this type of stuff and now you drumming with all the people like it was just like okay i don't i don't know and i don't really know what you, to say 
yeah and also i just don't I, to your point i don't like how it took it took um you getting wrong by the white people to be like oh i forgot i was a negro i don't like that you know like that okay now you now you it's- drumming down oh yeah and i don't got my straight backs like Braised by Brianna, like, more okay, not braised by Brie, braised by Brie. Like, that's what also like made it irritated for me because, like, it took your mama was telling you, like, you need to leave them people alone. He was like, you don't know anything, leave me alone, don't talk to me, boo woo. And now it's like, yeah, I forgot, no. Yeah, and you know what? That actually made it. That made it click for me because a lot of people, like, they can't really get on board with nothing until it happens to them, and it's just like, and, and it's crazy because it's been happening to you. These people was right. never nice to you. They was never you, nice to you. You can't even marry who you love. You can't even marry who you want. Also, like, that's a thing. Like, I understand you can't. Not everybody is in a position to like, like you already black in seventeen hundred France. Like, I'm not going talk to you about what right you say be. you should be yeah <laughs> <laughs> should be what sorry mm, patreon knows <laughs> um i'm not even gonna tell you i wouldn't even tell a black person today much what they should what they got to do to to survive what they got to do but it's just like there's other black people in france they already don't treat you well and you rather I mean, I don't know. You get to do. I don't know. I can't. And tell also, him. just the way that she was treating her in the privacy of y'all own home, like it's not even, you know, it's not even like, oh, well, you should have been telling these white people off, and you should have been X, Y, and Z, like, like, nah, because they would have had him down to the guillotine. So, right. <laughs> um, but even just the way, like, when she was trying to tell him, like, oh, they said you was looking kind of. I forgot it was her and some other people, and they was like laughing. And they was talking about how he was looking white or something like that or acting white or something like that. Um, but it's even just like the way, yeah, the way that he carried that that respectability stuff into his home. Again, I mean, there's I thinking about it, I'm like, I feel like there's no way he couldn't. Mm-hmm. Because it's like this literally like all he knew. All his whole his whole life, like but also for the sake of discussing the movie. Yeah. I hope. <laughs> I mean, I feel like a better rewrite would have been take all the stuff. You know what I would like to see? I would have rather seen that girl that he was actually in love with. I would have seen their push and pull. And while I'm not going to advocate for a movie that the black girl does not get chosen in the end, I feel like if you want to make that a focal point, like that would have been, and you already fabricating stuff. Didn't he end up with her in the end, like in his real life? I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look at look who his wife was. I might be confusing. No, never mind. Cause the person I'm confusing. Right, what the fuck? Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm being cynical. There's two ways, I guess. Now I'm thinking about it that you could look at the whole like. Oh, the white people wronged you and you um and now you down with us and all that type of stuff but because like on the one hand it's like yes you have this community that's supportive of you and is ready to have you like you know connect and all that sort of thing when what you have known as your life 
is now like crumbling and it's not working anymore but then there's also the other side of like this this is very much I feel like applying today's standards to the 1700s but whatever there I mean the movie came out this year so I feel like there we we can connect some stuff to like what happens this year because it was a lot of the concepts were conceived through today's like framework it wasn't I feel like it wasn't like super like super historical you know like that because I, I feel like on the other side of that coin there's also like you can see the parallel of like people who ride the wave of like being in white spaces for as long as they can but then when they're written off expect black people to like catch them and I'm not saying he like expected but I'm saying like if I were to draw a parallel to that situation that's what I would see like because it's like on one hand you could say like oh okay he had a, a community that could catch him but also it's like once people are done are done with you and they dispose of you then like how are people how are we as as the black community supposed to feel about you I have to I have to be careful about that because I'm somebody like when I see people who struggle with their black identity and oh I never fit in oh I didn't really feel connected like I'm so sorry I I don't know what you're talking about like (laughs) I've never felt a lick of that in my life like so I, I try to be as understanding as I can. I try to give as much grace as I can when it's like you've been operating in spaces that is like that are like mad white and like now you're trying to reconnect and you may make mistakes and you may like all that type of stuff. And and I try not to be like, you know, vindictive about it. Like, oh, well, you wasn't down with us and, and you don't have a track, you know, like not all of that type of stuff. But at the same time, like, it's just like, it don't connect in, in in my brain that that feeling i'm glad it doesn't but um i don't know it just seems like it it just seems a little inauthentic which again it was made up so checks out yeah i mean i feel like it was kind of a letdown because of of that and i feel like i want to know more about what went into the research of this movie because I feel like he how much of a choice did he really have to be so separated from black people you know like was his daddy up there in France with him yeah right like who was in real life huh I mean yeah I wonder like how I mean but he was yeah but okay Oh, this is really interesting. This is another parallel. Like when you say who was his community, I was about to say, because he was like revered, but also like revered, especially as a black person in that setting, like doesn't exactly transfer, translate to community. And so I wonder how isolating that was like. That's the thing. He did have that one little friend, but like it wasn't really clear. Like it wasn't clear. And also how, so he was at that school. Like, I want to know, like, how isolated was he from Black people? Like, how, 
this doesn't make it a lot of sense like some of the so there's so many holes missing you know mm-hmm. i wonder also yeah because i feel like there's a lot of um i mean there, there's that today with black celebrity like people being okay with somebody as a figure but like them not having or someone liking um someone as a a figure but like not all the other parts of them or them not actually having support but being widely loved or like respected or like whatever mm-hmm. but um I also wonder like I don't know anything about race in France during this time like if like what was the con- like I know that there's a, a of course a lot of black people in France and like black Paris is like you know um very much a thing but I wonder during this time like what black community quote-unquote looked like like because I know that since he was famous like was what was that like for black people living there at this time Mm -hmm. to have somebody like him to be famous yeah you know somebody has to have some type of like public journal like or someone found a a journal from that time that or maybe like a newspaper maybe you could find something talks about yeah. well life on the streets because i was gonna say like you know how like stuff be, people be famous today but like you don't hear about them because of we're so we're not individual silos it those silos probably didn't exist because the populations were so much smaller like i wonder if like were black people even talking about him where they going to yes. these concerts where they but also word traveled differently because it had to so that's also what i worry i mean i worry not um wonder about wonder about you yeah. i don't know i feel like i would have rewrote it where we focused on i don't know it could be him arguing with his daddy it could have been him going back and forth trying to establish his own name and his own right like I understand every story has a love element but I don't know it just made it just it was just too messy just made it focus on like what it's just not about what they made it about yeah and then tying it into the French Revolution like at the very end yeah like that that said that it was like you just threw, threw that in yeah like now all of a sudden he like i don't like the, he marching down the street with torches talking about off on her head like yeah and he I was never they, really talking about that before like you know yeah. i think they threw that in to be like that's why old girl didn't wasn't supporting somebody has said that the reason why they kind of sprinkled that in which was a crazy thing to sprinkle in I mean, imagine paying all the people to be at production for that. Like, um, the reason why I sprinkled that in was because um, they wanted to be like, oh, even though him and Marie Antoinette were friends, she was losing public favor. So she didn't want to be like, you know, we're going to choose Gluck over him because I'm not trying to stir the pot too much. Mm-hmm. So they decided it. But I just feel like that could have been a line to the whole scene you know she could have been like you know i'm trying to keep my head on my body yeah like i don't know too much i I took world history a long time ago i don't remember really anything about the french revolution but like 
now he now he the ringleader because he didn't get yeah. the, the the what's the name the capellmeister <laughs> thing. And also, it just had me like having my head my you know had my looking over my shoulder the rest of the movie because I'm just like you got this black man marching through the streets with a torch acting like you know I was like so what are y'all gonna do to him you know like mm-hmm. I don't know. yeah I'm just very lukewarm on it overall. It happened. Yeah. I wouldn't watch it again. Um, would you recommend someone to watch it? Recommend is a strong word. Um, you can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't not recommend. I wouldn't be like, do not watch that movie today. Like, I mean, cool. Yeah, sure. Watch it. Sure. I'm not like oh, you got to see this movie. Like you know, like you'll be fine if you don't see it. Um, I mean, I would like for the sake of like, it would be nice to see the movie get some support because again, like you know, I like that we was able to see a story like this. Um, and you know, stories about black musicians and stuff like that. Um gaining traction especially like in classical music like we said a while ago classical music seems to be having a moment tar this and since it seems like people liked tar probably i think more than this i mean tar also had Kate Blanchett's name attached to it and stuff like that but um let's see but the Leonard Bernstein movie too so it's like there's been a lot of stuff going on um and like yeah watch the black one if you're gonna watch tar you're gonna watch the london bernstein one watch the black one too so i feel what about you okay i feel similarly to delaney and that we should support black stories being told I will say, however, comma space that <laughs> if you got a twelve-hour flight and you see you on a little thing in the back of your seat, but the screen, I feel like you could watch it there. Should you? It's Friday night. You gonna pull up a Hulu? That's up to you. And you know what? There was no real discourse about it on Twitter, which is how why I was like. I had to tweet like, did y'all watch Savali? Like, ain't nobody talking about it. And so, like, I think that that was the general consensus was that it was just like, hmm. yeah. Like, if you are in a situation where you don't have anything else to do, like, one would be on a on a plane. Should you pick this over Despicable Me? Yeah, I think so. Um, but it, it's Thursday night. You got a hot plate of food. You looking for something to watch? And is this or Love Island? I would pick one. Okay, you in this Love Island? I'm. I don't know. I'm. Cause I think it's just shocking to me how much I love that show. Like really? I'll be tuned in every night. Like t- cause it comes out every. Oh, I told you it comes out every day. So tonight at eight o'clock. Okay, it comes out every day except Wednesdays for six weeks. Hey, it's very every interesting. Day. I was. Yeah, I was always wondering, like, because I'd be on TikTok and be, girls would be live, be like, Love Island Night. I'd be like, weren't you watching Love Island, Love Island like two days ago? I did not know. 
Dang. But not this for despicable me. Okay. <laughs> I mean, what I will, what I want to see a movie on, what I like to see a movie on. They didn't make a movie on Florence Price, and I think it would be cute if it was like. Mm, I'm not gonna say that because we don't need no more. I was gonna say it'd be cute if the movie opened up with them finding the thing. I was about to say the whole movie would be centered around the white person oh, that uncovered. White, that's, <laughs> a, that's why I was like, I take it back. We already see the oh, blind oh. side. Like now it's a whole white savior. Oh my god! Right. Thank you, white people. It would be like the scavenger would be like a big old picture of like Scarlett Johansson, and then yeah, and then <laughs> and then also Scarlett. Like, also, right. Scarlett Johansson as Florence Price in the in the background, <laughs> like, or it'll be like the it'll be like the white oh, the 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 what's it called it the trailer thing, the the banner. I'm losing the word. We'll have like Scarlett Johansson like facing that way, and then back to back with like, um, like Neon Only Rose, like they, Anika Only Rose, and they Florence Price. <laughs> That's what it will be on the back on a, on the on the poster. There we go. Right, back to back because it was equal work. Right, I found <laughs> it. She wrote all the stuff, but I found it. <laughs> right, the whole thing start off with her, the the white girl as a kid. She's always wanted to buy a house, and then it goes through her whole life. And then twenty minutes left in the movie, she buys a house and oh. discovers the forest price stuff. And then the next and twenty she, minutes, and then is, she and then right, and then she's running. She's running down the streets of Chicago to the CSO. She oh, down for some reason on this day, Michigan, Michigan Avenue is, has no cars on it. She running down and she's knocking on the door to Symphony Hall. She's like, okay, the theatrics. <laughs> she, oh, she's like that. And then the credits. That's what the whole movie. Ain't, ain't nothing else. <laughs> yep. The minute they open up the writers' rooms, they're gonna get to work on that movie. But I bet you that's how it's gonna be. Gosh. So that's unfortunate if the way they discovered that. Maybe it will be different because she has her foundation in Little Rock. Maybe they could frame it like we open up with her niece, and her niece is like trying to preserve, like, oh, it could be like, oh, it could be like my aunt, my aunt Flo. Stop! That's cute. Okay, I'll. But what I really want to see is I want to see a movie that hyper focuses on the relationship between um Marco Bonds and, and are you in my freaking mind? Like that, that was <laughs> well, scary. We talking heck? about black composers and you say re- relationship between, and I just know they work together a lot. So. Oh, I guess that was a little trippy though, because I was like, what? We just reached a new level, Delaney. <laughs> that or like I think something that Get that us. could be okay you don't even care about me okay <laughs> so I'll just say something that could also be good with why am I giving this away for free that's what I'm saying I'll oh, wait till the writer's strike is over and then I, we can write the screenplay you said what I kind of want to hear it so you can just tell me yeah I, I'm not writing no things. Well, you know what? I might. So I'm gonna keep my idea to myself. I might write the parody of the Florence Price movie because I want to see that because I think that'd be funny. Not funny, but because I do want to see. 
I want to see. Yeah, I'm on the same page about something. Let's see. Yeah, <laughs> because I think that would be freaking hilarious. Not for not for the estate of Florence Price. That there might be a lawsuit that accompanies that. But imagine the first black woman to have her piece played by a, a major American orchestra in the center, some girl named Kayleen. Oh <laughs> my God! God bless it. Scarlett Johansson whole... as Florence Price, <laughs> and the whole movie is about this. Oh my God, that's freaking hilarious! And they'll tell us to be grateful for it. We'll talk. I probably yeah. won't do it because um, I have a lot of love and respect for TC. But you know who does in Hollywood? So. Yeah. All right. All right, y'all. It's time for Black Excellence. We hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props. This is room for everyone at the top. Who are you talking about, Dwayne? This week, I'm talking about Mark Allen Jr. Um, He is a clarinetist um, who holds a bachelor's degree in music performance from Roosevelt University and a master's degree um a music performance from new york university um he's been a prize winner in the american um prize american protege and paris music competitions um he has also played with several a symphony um um, he's played alongside members from the New York Philharmonic, the Phoenix Symphony, United States Army Band, Iris Orchestra, among others. And he has also performed internationally with his um, trio, the Bowery Trio, and um, recorded with the Talia Ensemble. Um, he is also um, a product of the Atlanta Symphony's talent development program. Um, he's performed all around the world at venues such as Hollywood Bowl, Carnegie Hall, Sydney Harmon Hall, Symphony Center in Chicago, Harris Theater, hey cousin, um, the Auditorium Theater, um, Symphony Hall in Atlanta, Kimmel, Kimmel Center for Performing Arts, among others. He also um, performs um, with the Color of Music uh, Orchestra, Soulful Symphony, and he has been um in concert with um, many popular music artists such as Lucky Day, Earth, Wind & Fire, Billy Porter, and Swinky Clark, period. Okay. Um, he was uh, accepted as the first clarinet fellow with the Chicago Symphonietta. Um, and yeah, I'll link his, um, his website so you can read more about his many, many accolades. Period. My piece of the week is um, Florence Price Symphony Number no. One. Just to bounce it out, even it out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you so much for listening to Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. If you want to join the Ebony Tower, meet us at Patreon.com/slash Classically Black Podcast. Follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast on social media. Um, if you're black, join ISBM. That's Eyes Black Musicians on social media, eyesblackmusicians.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch y'all next week. Bye, y'all. Bye.